Auto One Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Riding, the motorcycle podcast that brings you two-wheel topics from around the globe. Tonight's show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, go to www.patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to our regularly scheduled show, show, show. Check. Oh, shit. This thing's on. Hey, everybody. You're well listening. You're welcome. I almost said you're welcome. You're listening to another episode of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. You want me to tell you what episode? I'll tell you in a minute. Well, I'll just tell you right here. It's episode 193. Uh, welcome back for another week of hijinks. And I feel like I'm blowing your eardrums out right now, but that's okay because I don't know why that's okay. You tell me, am I blowing your eardrums out? Uh, I wanted to say right off the top of the show here that uh, this show, every week we give you our little disclaimer. And this week's disclaimer comes from, <laughs> comes from Moto One Podcast Network's uh, corporate office. It, it says, first and foremost, there's no crying in motorcycling. Uh, you have to repeat this because the dudes on uh, Nokomoto do and their podcast is better than yours. I hate... I hate this now. I hate these new things. If you listen to last week's show, was it last week's show? I think I was on Nokomoto last week. And as you could hear, I got my desk taken away even. I'm literally podcasting right now, balancing not only plates that are spinning on top of my head, but I got the mixer in one hand, a PC in the other. Luckily, I have a mic stand because my tail isn't long enough to hold the microphone, but I do have a mic stand. And in my tail, I'm holding the, the recorder. Um... So yeah, I did want to tell you that uh, the opinions in this show are those of the people that yap them and not necessarily the views of Creative Writing or the Moto One Podcast Network. And uh, even if I say them, even if I give you my opinion, it's not the opinion of the network. That's my disclaimer for the week. In this week's show, I'm going to have a few upcoming events. I'm going to have a few, uh, well, like two listener feedbacks. I'm, I think I'm going to... Uh, I think I'm going to troll Jay and Wiggs since they are not in studio with me again this week. You know what? Oh my God. And this dog is driving me nuts. Studio dog number two. Drive me nuts. Studio dog number one is out of the country helping old people everywhere. Uh, being like a service dog for, uh, uh, people with cancer and, and uh, the need for a f companion. Studio dog number two is basically taken over where studio dog number one left off. She's just as annoying and she gets in my way and does just as many things. She even growls and barks in her sleep just like studio dog number one does. And I'm starting to feel like deja pooch. Oh yeah, dad joke. Oh God, it's the uh, the police here to arrest me for that heinous crime against your ears. Um, so listen, on this week's episode, I will quit blabbing now and just start uh, getting it getting into things in a few minutes. But in the meantime, I gotta go take a wee wee break and uh, 
you guys, I don't know, go do what you do. Sit down, get comfy, get a snack, go watch some football between now and the next five seconds. It's only four minutes into the show. I'm already taking a break. What do you think about that? I don't like that very much, but uh, it's necessary. And we'll be back in one second. It's been several hours and 17 days uh, and many, many minutes. Hey, didn't Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor start that way? Um, I think it did. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm back. Uh, it really has been quite a few hours. I uh, had the rest of my day between the last time I talked and now, so... I honestly don't know what I even talked about before, but here I am, I'm back, and uh, let's get into this week's show. Uh, I, I went to, I have a couple things outlined here that I want to tell you about um, in the news, and I can't find them now. Apparently, the news happens so fast. Uh, so what is happening this week? Well, I hope you guys uh, had a lot of fun. I hope everybody has been getting out to the stuff that we have been pointing out, although it's like, what, 10 things, and there's probably 10 things alone going on in your city. So if you have something cool going on in your town that you want us to talk about, or if you have any events that you, um, I don't know, that are really important that you think people should know about that, uh, you're like, Hey man, like definitely people live in this area. I know because he talks about it. Uh, I think we should have it. Huh? Thank you. It was a brilliant idea. It was my idea. So listen, I'm super excited about this week in particular, this actual weekend that you're about to hear this uh, because AIM is going on right now and I'm really excited about that. Uh, sorry, I'm missing AIM actually, but I did want to say that uh, I reached out to, to Mark Augustin this week from Mimi and Moto because uh, I, there's five people going to the uh, MIC's gas tank finals. And if you're not familiar with the MIC, it's the Motorcycle Industry Council. It is who runs AIM and quite a lot of other things. The uh, other people who keep track of the motorcycle industry in general. And uh, they offer this thing called the gas tank, which gives like five finalists a shot at like mentors and business uh, specialists that help them get their business off the ground. And two of the people that we interviewed last year have made it to the finalists of five. So I was pretty stoked. If you go back and listen to, I'm going to say somewhere in the 70s, maybe 74, we had an uh, episode called The Vortex. Maybe it was in like the, maybe it was actually in the 80s. Um, yeah, it was after Wiggins came on in 84 or 85, and he wasn't here. So maybe it's in the 80s or 90s. If you go back and look for The Vortex, uh, search it up on creative-writing.com and should pop it up. Or maybe iTunes. I don't know how you do that. Uh, anyway, you'll hear Guillermo Conejo. Guillermo Conejo. Guillermo Conejo. Damn it. Guillermo Cornejo. That's how you say it. God, I finally nailed it. From Ridershare talking about his company. And uh, I think Wiggins went on to list uh, his monster and maybe Dirty Diana, his Dinah on Ridershare and on Twisted Road. And so uh, we've had both of those companies on, but Ryder Share is going to be part of the finals this year for the gas tanks. And so the gas tanks, sounds like a band, uh, for the gas tank, um, part of the finalist group, as well as Mimi and Moto. So I'm super, super stoked for Mark. I'm super, super stoked for Guillermo. 
And I wish them both the best of luck. May the best company win. I think in the end, don't you, we all win because you guys got exposure. So also just got this month's AMA magazine. If you're not an AMA member, I suggest you join. It's fairly cheap. I think it's cheaper than my, let me think, let me, let me put my thinking cap on, which is hard for me. Oh God, it's so hard. You know what a dummy I am. Let me see. That was me stretching it down to fit on my tiny head. I want to say the AMA membership was cheaper than my annual AAA membership. And I'm a AAA member. Um, There's a lot of good stuff that comes along with AAA. But what AAA doesn't include, as somebody who owns three freaking motorcycles and uh, is borrowing a fourth, they don't offer motorcycle towing as part of your general package. You get a great towing package. You get great rates at hotels and discounts at museums. And you get a cool Westways magazine that shows you all the cool places you can travel and gives you coupons. And there's a bunch of great stuff about belonging to AAA. But what they don't tell you, and what I found out last year when Spamala uh, had a battery drop, that's exactly what it sounds like. When a- <laughs> That's what happens when a battery dies. Uh, or it sounds like this. Hmm. And then you pull off to the side of the road and you're stranded there in the hot, hot September heat and, uh, after the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which is also this weekend. And you learn that you don't have towing on your package. So that's what the AMA offers you. They offer towing, or at least they'll hook you up with a company that does towing uh, for motorcycles and motorcycle-specific uh, services. So um, AAA, I already pay for it because I have to to have their insurance. <clears throat> Pardon me. I think I ate a frog for, for dinner. I think I'm having another stroke. I had one last week on air. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so AMA has uh, some awesome benefits. And if you flip to the back page uh, uh, of their magazine and then flip forward a couple, well, all the way to the front, and then flip through a few more back to somewhere around the center, you'll see an ad for Mimi and Moto right in there. Uh, Mimi and Moto, the motorcycle monkeys, riding the alphabet. So I think it's great. I've seen lots of pictures of Mark at the uh, Moto America rounds and to see his ad in the AMA magazine and to know that he's at AIM this weekend. I said, knock him dead. You know, I know you're going to do good. So I don't think he was really worried. I dropped my notes. <laughs> I don't know where they went. I found them. All right. Well, and that's stupid. That was the end of my notes. God, I hate when I do that. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about what else is coming up. September 28th, that is National Beer Day. I told you this last week. It's also National Ghost Hunting Day, which means it's also the Ghost Biker Expeditions. <sighs> I'm so sorry, Miranda. I did it now. The Ghost Rider Excavation. Oh, God. You. I'm such a jumbled up mess of humanity right now. <laughs> it's the Ghost Biker. Ghost Biker Explorations. What in the world is wrong with me? What and why can't I get that straight tonight? Is it that late? Am I that stupid? Oh, don't answer that. I probably am that stupid. Here's my brain when I think about stuff. Oh, quit doing that. For sure. Um, so anyway, yeah, Ghost Biker uh, Exploration Season 2 premiere at White Lightning Harley-Davidson in Chattanooga, Tennessee. There's going to be a bunch of fun and cool stuff. She already told us all about it. She has been pumping it up on all the social medias. If you follow follow 
or follow her. Hey, if you're from Arkansas, you can follow these uh, good peeps down there in Tennessee uh, or up there in Tennessee as it were. Let me think. It's uh, Runaway Vixen on Instagram, Ghost Biker Explorations on Facebook, um, Snapchat, Soundwagon, uh, Beef Mattel, and uh, Instagram, Twitter. Instagram is Runaway Vixen. I just told you that. Uh, but Twitter... Um, MySpace, Friendster, <laughs> Chatbox 9000, everything else is Ghost Biker Explorations. And if you look up on her site, uh, she's got a whole bunch of cool stuff there that she's doing as well. Her season, um, or her show kicks off on Facebook Live October 1st. So if you pay attention, every October 1st, it'll start kicking off. I don't know what day of the week that is. Every October 1st, probably probably Tuesday. I don't know. Just go check it out. Start listening. You'll, you'll figure it out on your own. You're smart, right? No. What? Uh, oh, September 29th. <laughs> that, that's going to be the distinguished gentleman's ride. Are you going to go? No. Do you think I'm going to go? Yes. You are wrong. Well, I, I might go. We'll see. Um, so yeah, that's this weekend. I'm not committing to it this year. Bad things happened to me last year. But uh, I actually am taking my bike in for a service and um, a bunch of other cool, fun stuff. Do you want to know what else I'm doing? Uh, I'm having my fourth uh, pinky toe removed on my left foot so that I only have 12 toes uh, now and a whole bunch of other stuff. You don't want to know about all that. You want to know about what else is coming up. October 3rd, Crazy Horse Bike Night and at the Deco House in Barrie St. Edmunds, Suffolk, UK. Maybe it's Bury St. Udemunds. You pronounce it for me, you jerks. Uh, October 13th, the Ramsey Classic Bike Night at the Jolly Sailor Pub in Ramsey. That one's easy for me. Maybe it's Ramsey. Dang, maybe I'm getting all these wrong. Uh, October 19th, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion happening in La Crescentia, California. There's no I in there. I just, I like, since I was mispronouncing everything else, I thought I'd mispronounce La Crescenta to La Crescentia. Uh, why not? Uh, and also, if you check out Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast, you'll hear about all the funny and cool and mini stuff that he talks about. They do like 60 miles an hour uh, on motorcycle or little mini bikes that were made to do about 14 miles an hour. People almost die. People, you know, when these things go, they explode and your head pops off. I didn't do any music. Where's that music coming from? Bruh, just for the record, I had no idea... You were trying to get a blowjob. I have no idea how much it cost you, but being that you were in Arkansas when this is going down, uh, it was probably $7. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, check out their podcast. Check out all the fun, cool stories they have. Uh, I think they even talked to the guys that um, kind of hook up with Brady at the Classic Track Days, the ruckus riders the reckless riders the rad sprocket riders my i can't even think right now my brain's about to melt uh october 19th through 20th my brain melted and you saw it happen here on the air oh whoops i mean october 19th and 20th classic motorcycle mechanic show in the stafford of the uk i think it's the carol nash classic motorcycle mechanics show and i don't think it's a show about classic motorcycle mechanics i think it's a classic motorcycle show that showcases the mechanics of the bikes, not the mechanics who work on the bikes. You have to check that out and figure it out for yourself. Tell me all about it. October 23rd, last day to submit for Spooky Spooks 
And if you haven't, I mean, it's sneaking up on us fast. This is, let me check my water. Oh my God, I just poured cold water all over my crotch because I had a 52 ounce glass of it. And when I looked at my watch, burnt, where do you think the glass of water went? Hey everybody, this is Nathan Flats from Flats Tires, reminding you to come on down and get everything you need for your bike. We've got tires, they're round, they're made of rubber, and we supply everything you need, including valve stems. The only thing you need to supply is the air. That's right, come down to Flats Tires. We're on the corner of State Street and First, down in Epperton. Yeah, take that, Flats Tires. All right. Getting back to the things you need to know about Spooky Spokes. O-M-G. What the hell? Where's all these sound effects coming from tonight? I'm in the studio by myself, and I don't even have a sound effects board. (laughs) I think something Spooky Spoke is happening to me. What was that noise now? There's all these noises happening. Oh, my God. I think I just heard a voice. This is starting to feel creepy, guys. I am going to quit talking about Spooky Spokes. Uh, It is the 26th. You have one month. Get it in. I have not had one submission yet. You guys are just going to hear the sound of a ghost farting on a ghost toilet. If you do not try to push out a ghost of a turd, which is technically a fart, I don't know what you're going to hear. You're going to hear something disgusting on... I'm just going to read creepy pastas all day if you don't submit a spooky spokes. So that's your warning. Uh, October 26th, the Moto Mash Art Show at the Minded Mill in Riverside, put on by our good friends, our beautiful female counterparts. They wouldn't want to be associated with us like that. Let's just say our good friends at the uh, Girl on a Moto podcast. Uh, that sh- looks like a lot of fun. They have a ton of artists. They have a DJ. They have a beer. What else is cool and hip? They're going to have some choppers. Um, so get that uh, marked down on your calendar, especially if you are in Riverside, Corona, Murrieta, Temecula, uh, Lake Elsinore, anywhere else that I'm forgetting that's like right around there. Um you got to go to this, man. You got to, or else you're a turd. Uh, October 25th to 27th, the Australian Grand Prix is happening at Phillip Island Circuit in Ventnor, Victoria, Australia. You know where Phillip Island is. It's the island where Philip set sail from when he was racing his motorcycle back in 1432. November 1st through 3rd, Hooligan Camp Out 2 at El Mirage Dry Lake Bed. Uh, follow Chris Wiggins for all your sword needs uh, at field underscore initiative underscore knives. Hashtag SoCal Hooligans, hashtag Wig09, hashtag Hooligan Jesus for President, um, and all that great stuff. He makes wonderful knives and does lots of posts about his sportster. And he will have that out there at El Mirage Dry Lake Bed and guaranteed he'll have a sword out there for you. Uh, November 9th through 10th, Australian Motorcycle Festival in Lang Park, Wollongong, New South Wales, Australia. I'm really wondering how the Batuta Horse and Motorcycle Festival went. That's where they get horses on motorcycles and they take them around this Gymkhana course from what it looked like. Uh, I was totally wrong about people riding the horses and then doing the course on motorcycles as well. I think they get horses to ride the motorcycles, but I'd like to see some pics from that. And what else is coming up? I need to check the old uh, calendar here. Take a brief break. Why don't you listen to some funky music? Um that's not exactly what I had in mind, but uh, let me put some in here for you while I check the calendar. 
Okay, I found it here. Oh, come on. All right, thanks. That was a song by Billy and the Wieners uh, called Just a Guy. Um, okay, so October 13th at Glen Helen Raceway, you can sign up for the Hell on Wheels uh, annual Halloween Hill Climb. This has been going on for, I think, going on... 114 years, I think, something like that. So just a, just a great, fun event that's uh, long-running. And sign up at hellonwheelsmc.bigcartel.com. Dot, 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 SOS, dot, SOS. Uh, the Cretans MC posted this one, the LA Mods versus Rockers, number 14 happening, October 12th, 2019. Does that mean I went to the very first one when I moved up here to L.A.? Couldn't have been. Let me count backwards for 14 years. It could have been. Oh, my God. I probably went to the very first one. Oh, crazy. Or the second one, at least. Um, also, we missed this. I totally bombed on this one. September 21st, the Kinetic Sculpture Race in Lowell. I think Lowell uh, Massaham, Massahamigan, Massachusetts. Shigan? Wait, if this is Wisconsin, I'm going to feel so bad. Uh, but yeah, it, it already happened, but uh, we totally missed I mentioned it one time and then totally forgot about it. It looked totally fun, so big rad. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. October 12th, the Kids Cars and Candy Car and Motorcycle Show. You try to say that 10 times fast. That's happening. The uh, Sober Riders Motorcycle Rock Pile chapter is putting it on at the Huntington Beach Youth Shelter. Did, I, did it sound like I said it's pitting it down? They are pitting it down. I'm from Wales now. And also, am I mouth breathing? Oh, my God. Did I just sound like Jim Gaffigan? This is like the worst motorcycle podcast ever. October 12th, 2019, the El Camino Vintage Motorcycle and Swap Meet. It's a California tradition. It has been for 42 goddamn years. Get your buttholes out there and celebrate it. Also, I did not mention this, but... Um, I do want you to know that at AIM this year, they're going to have indoor flat track. It's not going to be on electric bikes, so you're probably going to be uh, asphyxiated and die while you watch it, but at least it'll be a good time. Uh, let's return to some more current events. California uh, Cycles and Classic Auto Show, Fontana Speedway, November 2nd through 3rd, which is a five-day event, minus three days on 2019. Um they're excited to announce that Just Cruising Productions will be hosting the first annual Motorcycle and Classic Auto Show November 2nd and 3rd. So I'm going to take Spamela out there. I'm going to polish her up real good-like, and then I'm going to uh, drive her off a cliff and then hope that nobody ever sees her, and I'm probably going to get a proper bike to take down there. Um, and then that's about all I have. for. Let me check my notes again here. I'd like to leave you with this other song by Billy and the Wieners called, no, no, we'll get back to this. Uh, I would like to talk to you about, <laughs> all right, that's like what's coming up. Can we talk about like what has happened? This has been a crazy week. Should we take a little, should I do a little stinger here and come back with some what's happened? I'm not the mood. Let's do it. But a person needs new experiences. I'm not the mood. But a person needs new experiences. I'm not the mood. 
by the person it's new experiences. I'm not in the mood. Me neither, pal. By the person it's new That is uh, Sugary and Spices, the whip edition by our good buddies at Dad Bod. And uh, yeah, that's by our good buddy Bessie the Cow out there in the barn. All right, here's what's happened this week. And this is just a little tidbit, a little taster of some things that have happened just here in my tiny, tiny, tiny brain. Uh, oh, it's getting smaller. <laughs> First off, I had a great, great text conversation with Wiggins and Jay, which I'll get into later because I almost passed out thinking about it today. It's so fun. But in the news, I get a lot of press releases all the time from KTM. I don't know why. Also from uh, AIM. I know why. I know why I get them from AIM. I don't know why I get them from KTM, but uh, I do. They want me to know who that Taylor Robert and Justin Brayton and uh, Al Sharpton and all these writers, famous, famous KTM writers, uh, are winning the works outdoors and the National GNCC and all these hare and hounds and this and that. And every once in a while, you'll get a flat track one, right? Because... They're kind of new to flat track, and they don't really give me the road race ones, so I don't know about that. I just get the off-road ones, basically. But, um, well, technically, road racing is off-road, isn't it? It's not on the streets, but you get what I'm saying, the dirt ones. Um, God damn, I'm just going to shit on my own point here and say sometimes road racing gets into the dirt, but not intentionally. All right, enough of this. Um, I guess, Basically, I guess what the, the, uh, the news I got... I got a texture. We had this big, you know, Jay, this ties into Wiggins and Jay and I. We had this big, uh, t- little, big little talk about texture and um, how she's the highest paid, Wiggins claims the highest paid flat track racer. I do not believe that's true. I think that the highest paid, one of the highest paid flat track racers is probably Jared Meese. Um, through endorsements and contingencies and... Uh, points money. I think the second highest payest, payest is uh, the Braddest of the Bakerist uh, because he's the one of the only flat track racers that is technically still... He's on the DL. Who He might come back someday. We don't know. Um, but he's got a steady gig. He's at every race. <laughs> he has not missed one this season. And uh, so, yeah, he's getting paid for shizzle. So I think he's actually the highest, one of the highest paid. Uh, but Shayna Texter, she's been racing for over a decade as pro, her and her brother, I think, or have went pro, uh, have over a decade. And we were talking about why they're so good. But are they? I don't know. It seems like she's riding back in like fifth or sixth right now in the points. Dan Bromley, I think, is second in the points. And they totally both sucked at the... Uh, this last round of AFT, I think there's only one round left. You can quote me on that. That noise you heard was me setting my water down forcefully on my toolboxes because I'm fed up <laughs> with KTM sending me their press releases of their top five finishes here and there and everywhere and blah, blah, blah. I don't care about it. All I, But I did hear that, you know, I, I what I get is that, yeah, you guys are doing pretty good. You're getting top fives. Uh, Bromley will podium once in a while. Shana will podium once in a while. 
Um, what I don't care about is when you guys both come in like 15th, which is like kind of what happened this last week. Uh, and with one round to go, I think Dalton Gaultier is going to tie it up. What I will do is not speculate. What I will do is I'll uh, tell you next week after this week's race. And I'm pretty sure Bauman has the twins nailed down. Production twins? I don't even know. Uh, I couldn't even tell you, but that's probably going to be one of the most exciting classes because the racing has been super close. I did hear somebody talking about um, way back in the day when the um, the uh, like the GNC one or something like that was on two fifties, and everybody was too close. Like they like the they like the little bit bigger bikes because it spreads people out. I had no idea that that was a, a problem. But I guess it made for a lot more crashes because when there's closer racing, there's a lot more crashes, which that's what I like. I like to see the fight. I like to see these gladiators out there. And uh, sorry that KTM sends me these press releases that they're not doing so hot. Whatever. That's your fault. I mean, let's move on to the next thing. Yes. All right. The next thing I have is a biker dies in a traffic stop in Pacoima. That's not just some place that Bugs Bunny rattled off in the old cartoons from yesteryear. Uh, I think this happened around, I think this was like early morning. I saw it on the news, then I saw it on the in- internets, and then I saw it on every motorcycle meme uh, that day. That The biker dies in a traffic stop in Pacoima. It wasn't technically a traffic stop. Uh, pursuit. The cops wanted to make that clear. He didn't die in a pursuit. There was just a bunch of people stunting and doing wheelies and stuff on the freeway. This is like East Coast R6 behavior, guys. Listen to Nokomoto, by the way, for last week's episode. Um, This is total R6 behavior. And this is like East Coast stuff. Or San Francisco stuff. We don't stop, like, f- L.A., San Diego, we don't stop stuff on the freeway like this. We don't do ride of the century type of stuff. So I guess they were, and this is what happens. A um, bunch of people are stunting on Interstate 5 northbound for all you jerks that don't like me just saying on the 5. Um, but, yeah, they were interstate riding. And uh, the cops came up and they were trying to initiate a traffic stop to get some more information. And the guy just took off, didn't negotiate the turn on the on- off ramp, which tells me this guy is a straight line stunter. He's not a track day guy because, dude, you're on a banked turn. How many off ramps have you gone on? <clears throat> Pardon me, that are off camber. Hmm? I mean, I've gone, I've been on some flat ones in my entire life. I may have been on one that was off camber. Most of the time, they're banked perfectly. And what people that like taking corners don't, I mean, they like even more is like when they're banked, then you can just super fly up them. So I, apparently, this guy was a straight line stunta, good at wheelies, maybe well, questionably. I didn't see him. Good at stoppies, hopefully. Good at stopping traffic. Uh, stopping cars from doing their commute at one in the morning. And uh, maybe that's why they picked one in the morning. If it was one in the morning, maybe it was one in the afternoon. All I know is that uh, there was people on the freeway because it's LA, uh, no matter what time it was. And these guys were stopping them and doing donuts. So, I mean, I guess he could turn in tight circles, not very good at the high speed turns though, and hit the wall and died. 
And it didn't say if it's because he was wearing his um, back protector <laughs> with his uh, R6 behavior uh, issue tennis shoes and jeans and shirt and crappy helmet. I don't know why. But at, at any rate, uh, speaking of bikers dying and the biker code and listening to Nokomoto, you guys listen to Nokomoto last week? We made up the little bit of a biker code on there. That that means that we want you to wave to everybody, okay, first of all. And this doesn't go back to the biker code that you're going to type in biker code on the internet and see because that's the first problem with that biker code. We're trying to get away from that. You don't you – don't, Talk, not take shit from nobody. Don't take no lip from nobody. Whatever the stupid biker code was on that episode, that the biker code we made up is that you give everybody the fingers and not the middle finger. But if that's how you wave, fine with me. Sometimes you have been pulling in the clutch with just your middle finger for so long that that's all that sticks out. Now when you hold your hand up to wave at people, so that's fine. Um, oh God, Slay J is texting me. It's so late at night. What are you texting me about? Oh, some Harley motor. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to roast you guys in a little bit, so that's fine. Um, so when, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, biker code is you wave at everybody. You act excited over every goddamn time someone tells you they have a two wheeled vehicle, whether it is like not a bird scooter. I mean, is, is that a vehicle technically? Come on. But if they say I have a Zuma 125 or I just got a Honda Rune, like it doesn't matter, or a fucking uh, Tomahawk V10, whatever they're riding, you be excited about it. And the guy said no trikes, but I'm like, whatever, dude. Like you could be on a um, Piaggio and I'd be like, yeah, man, that's just like a Nikon, right? And I'll just talk to you about it. But at any rate, you wave, you'd be excited about people being on two wheels, and the final piece that we've come up with, the rest is up to you guys, is if you're in trouble, don't sit there at the side of the road and look at your f- <laughs> Jeez, you really have no idea what I said there. <laughs> I, I ended it off with phone. <laughs> don't look at your phone. Don't look at your f- phone, right? And uh, that, we don't know what's going on if you're just staring at your phone. And then we decided that sticking your helmet on the handlebars, I mean, first we have to look and see that there's one there. And then we're like, eh, is it on the right one or the left one? And oh, yeah, what does that mean? If you have an earring in the right ear, you're okay. And if you don't, oh, hashtag uh, 1984, by the way, or 1989, by the way, uh, special throwback to last week. Um, yeah, no, we decided the biker code is if you're in trouble, if you're not in trouble, fine, you be on your phone, whatever. We're not going to stop. If you have your helmet sitting behind your back tire, or your do-rag or your leather jacket or anything, or you're laying on the ground. My, this is my suggestion. You lay prone on, on the ground behind your bike. Um, yeah, you're in trouble, and we're going to stop if they're, if your headwear is behind, and if you don't have headwear, we can't see your sunglasses. That's not technically headwear, I guess. But anyway, throw your jacket on the ground or something behind the bike on the ground. We're going to pull over because that, my friend, means I'm in trubs. Like, I'm in Trubs big time. I've been shot at by the Banditos and the Mongols. Uh, <laughs> and they were coming after me, and they totally gave me one right in the tailpipe. And ah, my bike's on fire, and now I need help. So anyway, that was the biker code. Um, yeah, please. That happened last week. Go listen to Nokomoto for more details. Uh, Nokomoto.com, available in all 50 states. 
including uh, Canada, which is not a state yet. But I think we're going to buy you, right? We're going to buy some country from what I hear. Uh, Ten years since roadside charging for EVs. What do you guys even think I'm talking about? Are you about to, you want to punch me in the face? You think I'm an idiot? Well, I mean, I am. But let me tell you about this. Ten years. Uh, I was just talking last week about um, charging elect- or riding electric vehicles and some of the EPA stuff that has happened in uh, this state and why I think electric vehicles obviously are the wave of the future <coughs> and people that have all this um, uh, range anxiety have had it ever since electric vehicles came out, but guess what? Triple A has offered. Uh, speaking of Triple A, I should just I should call them up and tell them to sponsor me for this episode. Triple A proposed in two thousand nine, a decade ago, uh, to have like charging trucks go out for these new uh, Honda Insight and Saturn EV1 vehicles that were coming out on the roads then. And I guess let me think, what was else? Was a Prius out in two thousand nine? I guess it was. Priuses were already out. Was a Nissan Leaf? I'm gonna feel real dumb now because I remember when the first electrics came out. Now I can't remember what year that was. But regardless, uh, they proposed it in 2009. By the time they got everything squared away and rolled out, it was 2011. And since 2011, they have serviced, uh, brought roadside chargers to cars around the United States. Well, I, maybe just mostly on the West Coast because that's where most of the electric cars are. I think. Um, that's where all the goddamn hippies live. So, you know, that's why. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they have this service. So range anxiety and all the stuff that uh, people want to bash on electric cars about, they actually have this little nifty roadside service that they will come and uh, fill up your battery for you. I think it takes about 15 to 20, depending. Like if you have a, uh, I think it, I think the max was like a half an hour, but it was pretty fast uh, from what I was reading. And then there was a bunch of like updated articles reminding people over the years. First one I read was in 2012. Like, hey, did you know AAA rolled this out a couple months ago? And then I read one from like 14, 16, 18. And in Japan, they have a lot of these too. Uh, there, I forget the name of the companies, but there's a lot of companies that uh, have these big old trucks that bring them out. And then there's like a company called like Sparkfly or Spark Your Explosion. I forget what they're called, but um, it's a trailer with this huge thing that looks like an old Miller welder on the back, uh, like one of those Ingersoll, uh, I don't know what those Ingersoll things are, like generator. <laughs> God, I'm going to die right now. I should quit talking for a few minutes, but I can't. I can't let you down, even though I already did <laughs> whenever the show started. Uh, but anyway, yeah, these... Um, spark free or whatever the fuck they're called they come and they uh, they charge up your car for you and then if you have an electric motorcycle uh i think it charges up too fast and it explodes yeah you're dead and um speaking of all the electric crazy fun stuff and the fact that i just got my ama magazine uh this last weekend I looked in there, and what do you have? What do you think they have in there? Just coincidence. I had no idea it was what was in it, like what was coming. But there's a whole article on EVs and uh, wave of the future and all that fun stuff. <clears throat> they feature a zero DSR, which I think those are pretty cool bikes. That's what Crazy Carl from uh, our interview at uh, Hollywood Electrics rode a eight thousand miles one way. So he doesn't have range anxiety. But yeah, the DSR was a pretty cool bike. I think they were talking about the. Uh, one of the sexiest bikes. God, this bike is so good looking. The Energica Ego. In my opinion, it is the best looking 
electric bike on the market. Like better than the Zero SRF, better than the Lightning Strike, the LS218, um, better than any of the Mission motorcycles and Moto Sys stuff that came out, better than Chip Yates's big fat ass one. It looks like a goddamn uh, lunchbox with a igloo cooler on the back. Um, yeah, all the Brahmos that ever came out and eventually turned into Indians, like the Impulse. That was a pretty, I thought the Impulse was a pretty good looking bike, but nothing holds a candle to the Energica Ego. And I think they misquoted it at 40 something thousand bucks or 34,000 bucks. They significantly dropped that to be competitive with, um, zero. I think Harley is the most expensive one now. So they need to get their facts straight. I'm going to go down there and bitch slap someone at the AMA so hard. Ugh. Yeah, and then I'm gonna write an article for him. Uh, and then segueing into that, I uh, did not know this, but this happened. This came. I read this uh, right after the article, right after the episode came out last Friday. Um, I got 99 problems. Actually, I got 23 problems, but impeachment ain't one. Uh, president Trump's administration. You don't actually sue the president, just to be clear. Uh, I mean, you could, but. Not the not his uh, EPA. Anyway, the uh, twenty three states um, decided to just last Friday, and again, I had no idea. I recorded our show on Tuesday and Wednesday, so I have no idea. But Friday, twenty three states uh, saw, uh, sued the government over their um, proposal to like take away California's ability to think for itself. Which I really think states' rights are important, no matter what you believe in, and I think it's wrong for the government to come in and tell you what to do. And in this case, they're trying to tell California that California can't be exempt and have nice, clean, uh, fresh air laws because that's not what the uh, president wants. But you know what? It's what 23 other states want, so half the freaking union. um, And I don't see a problem with it. States' rights, bruh. You can't take away my states' rights. I would, you know... Whatever. But anyway, 23 problems and impeachment ain't one. I thought that was a funny little tagline that I wrote myself. Um, And also, uh, the recent, this kind of, uh, speaking of like uh, the president asking like in the first few days of his, uh, of his presidency, if he could get immunity for his family members, he already knew something shady was going on, right? Um, And then dismantling the FBI's credibility, uh, piece by piece before asking foreign governments to interfere with the election and then trying to hide evidence and then like saying that the FBI and the State Department and blah, blah, has no credibility, right? Because he's spent the last couple of years dismantling that, uh, trying to dismantle their credibility and call it into question so that he can kind of go do this weird stuff. Reminds me of the uh, Harley and the Davidsons and all their recent media onslaught prior to Indian full-on taking some sales away, kicking ass and flat track for the last three years. Um, it, it was sort of the same way. Like Harley and the Davidsons, as soon as Indian came out with a, uh announcement, let me think, was Indian, Indian didn't even have the FTR yet. I don't even think Indian had entered flat track when Harley and the Davidsons came out. It was just that Indian was coming out as a, um, as a, uh, a company period. And Harley was like, Oh, smack. And even though we know that old, you know, back in the day, Harley and Indian were buddies. I don't think it's that way in the new world when, uh, Harley has been facing 
um, slumping sales quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter uh, for quite a while now, a couple few years. We've been talking about it ever since the show started. Um, and so it just made me think as soon as Indian popped on the scene and people realized, Hey, these things are actually selling. Um, they were like, Hey, let's make Harley and the Davidsons and talk about how Indian used to like shit all over Harley Davidson all the time. Even though like Harley Davidson pulled that secret whammy bammy deal with the U S army that got Indian shut down and put out of business, uh, effectively, uh, a decade later. Anyway, it reminds me of that. So I thought this is an interesting segue to go from uh, impeachment talk into Harley Davidson Indian talk, right? It's kind of a parallel universe sort of thing. Uh, one more reason to buy an FTR 1200 is what I was going to say is the little next bit of news. But uh, speed record on one wheel. And I think I put this on our Facebook page. One wheel. Two massive balls. There was a speed record. Some dude in England, there's like a race over there all the time on an uh, airstrip, I guess, or like something like that. Some road that's 47,000 kilometers long. And he happened to do it all whilst on one wheel, the back wheel. I don't think he could do a stoppy for that long. What did Jason Goldmeyer laugh at? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, um, that I, I went to look for that article. And talk about the guy that did like the uh, four-mile-long wheelie on an Indian and set a new record. And apparently uh, so much more stuff has happened. There's a d- I found it on Ride Apart. And if you go to Ride Apart now, this is a couple days ago, they got – God, there's so much, so much stuff on here. Let me see. Uh, uh, wait, the BMW could be about to bring its M division to motorcycles? Yeah, they already they announced that like months ago. Of course they could. I could have written this for you like six months ago. Um, the Goldwing Flat 6 is the heart of this adorable microvan. I want to say my buddy had like this little K-van back when we were not quite kids, I guess in our 20s. Um, and that thing had a BMW Boxer as the uh, motor. So take that, put that in your pipe and shove it. Goldwing Flat 6. Uh, what else? Oh, then is Europe about to get the MT-15? Uh, I didn't see that. Anyway, I was looking for this article, and there's so much rad stuff on Ride Apart right now. There's like five people are posting every single day. They're posting stuff that's kind of old news, but um, whatever. It's uh, The one I was looking for isn't there. There's so much good news, though. Hmm. Oh my God. Doctors hate him for doing this one thing. <laughs> also, this one, the stunt, this is what I wanted to see. The, uh, the guy can't stop setting electric bike speed records. He's on a bike that looks like some sort of, uh, Ducati mixed with the Triumph Street Fighter or something. Um, but he beat the flying kilometer speed at 185 on his electric bike. He beat the flying quarter mile, the standing quarter mile, the standing mile, and the ACU flying quarter mile. I don't know what the ACU is, but uh, can we talk about Takashi for a second? I don't even know who this dude is. I had to look him up because of all the motorcycle memes. And apparently he told Congress... <laughs> he did, I'm just kidding. He told the grand jury uh, somewhere... 
in some courthouse that motorcyclists tap their helmet, the top of their helmets when there's cops coming. Of course we do. That's nothing new. Cops knew that. You look up on the internet, it'll tell you that. This punk, this, yeah, this ratchet, he's, he, A, he's lame. Uh, he looks, well, I won't say, I won't be derogatory to my fellow motorcyclists, but he just looks like a dum-dum. His music's terrible. I only listened to one song called Gotti, and uh, it was pretty bad. Like, it was just, I got to admit, it's pretty bad. But uh, I wish his court, you know, when you're in the courthouse and you're doing, he's ratting out everybody in the rap community, basically. If you don't know who Takashi is, I guess this is his deal. He's basically ratting out everybody in the rap community, and I don't even never heard of half of these rappers. Like, I know, I guess I'm like old school, where it's like, where, who's the last guy you heard of? Oh, Sugar Hill Gang? Yeah, you need to learn some new rappers, buddy. But no, I mean, I guess I just don't know like the latest crop, but there seems to be a ton of them, and I don't even know who they are. And when I listen to their music, it just sounds like a bunch of people mumbling. I don't even know what language they're speaking in, but uh, it's pretty terrible. But the funny thing is that when you're in the court and there's no cameras, there's sketch artists in there, and they're sketching the court uh, goings-on. And this guy has... The wackiest color hair and so many tattoos that his the the court drawings look funny. It looks like you started drawing a picture of an inmate and then got bored and started doing like the peachy folder thing where you draw like tattoos on them and then you draw like ra- rainbow swirls on them and then you draw like a big grill with every tooth a different color. Like he didn't have that in at his trial, but he should have. That if you look at that Gotti video, he's got that in. It looks ter- it looks crazy. He's just creepy looking. But basically, I guess what had happened was there was a bunch of scuffles this dude was in. I watched a video on TMZ. I wasted part of my life watching TMZ uh, about some person I don't even care about. (sighs) Shows you how I could use better use of my time, I guess. But basically, he's like, every fight he's ever been in, he either missed his punches or he like got knocked down, he ran away, whatever it was. This guy is a wimp, and now he's snitching out everybody, Uh, which... Brings me back full circle to the uh, the guy dying on the on the uh, during the traffic stop. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, I can't believe you do this sort of stuff." You you know, I can't believe like you're stunting on the freeways and giving us a bad name. And other people were like, "Hey, don't snitch," or "Hey, um, let them live their own life. You live yours." So my my question this week, I have two questions this week is uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that people that ride should be able to stunt and do stuff on the freeway and just like, hey, I'm a rider, but I don't do that stuff? Or do you think it should be like a more communal, hey, like don't screw it up for all of us. Don't make, I think we've talked about this before. Don't do something that's going to make what we love illegal uh, just because you're an idiot and squidding it up and you're maybe you're a good squid maybe you're a good stunt rider just don't go do it like on the friggin' freeway so that uh, i mean somebody died over it right so that's kind of like black mark number one in my book but um i don't know some other people were like shut your mouth don't snitch um let them live their lives we do what we want to do blah 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 so that's bringing it back using takashi as a most terrible example in the world to bring it back around to the uh yeah, what do you think of that? The biker dying in Pacoima. 
Uh, speaking of Pacoima, let's go to Ross Daly over there. Actually, I think it's Gary, Gary Canary in uh, Sky 600 for GSXR 600 FM, The Squid, uh, over there in... All right, Junkie, I'll take it from here. This is Gary Canary flying in Sky 600, courtesy of GSXR 600 FM, The Squid. Uh, today we're flying over Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. And uh, who knew? Uh, there's also a north Fond du Lac. I wonder if there's a southeast and west Fond du Lac because it's not looking so great. If there is, you're going to want to take those because I'll tell you what, on the 41, or I'm sorry, Interstate 41, as they like us to call it here, uh, you're looking terrible. Going south toward Hartford or West Bend, uh, you might as well keep on driving until you get uh, into Milwaukee. Go enjoy the Harley-Davidson Motorcycle Museum. Why don't you have a good taco uh, while you're there and some squeaky cheese curds. Uh, but but while, you're, while you're on the way, stop in Menominee Falls or Wauwatosa or anywhere else that sounds like a funny name. Uh, that'll do you some good. Uh, on the 145 and the 181 through there is a little bit of red as you get to the Milwaukee County uh, Timberwind Airport. If you're heading on over to the uh, Austin Struble uh, Airport or the Waukesha... Oh, they're just coming in right now. It's Waukesha. Oh, no, they corrected me on the air. Yeah, it's a, it's a Waukesha. There's a Waukesha County Airport. Uh, plus, there's also, like I said, the uh, Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport. Uh, plus, if you go a little bit further east, there is the uh, the Appleton Airport. And then the Austin Struble Airport. I don't know why you need so many airports in this one little tiny town. Probably so many lakes, you can't really drive around here. Uh, as is proven right here on the, uh, the 94, heading over toward Delafield. Uh, many people drove off into Nagawika Lake there. We have a crash off to the side by Upper Nemahoin Lake and Lower Nemahoin Lake. Uh, South Hemroid Lake is filled up with the uh, corpuscles, while uh, North Silver Lake is full of dimes and pennies. Uh, heading on out of uh, Waukesha, you're going to find that there's lots of road closures right around Lowell Park, Woodfield Park, Glacier Cone Park, and a few other parks like Kissin Park and uh, the parking lot at Jack in the Box. All closed down for some construction right now. If you're around the uh, Waukesha Memorial Hospital, go to the Duke Playground and take a poop on the Duke Playground. Oh, i just been corrected by the studio. Uh, it's DOP. Okay, we'll take a plop at DOP, as they say. That's our new slogan uh, for all you cheeseheads there. Uh, if you are if you can't afford Milwaukee, go to Pewaukee. Um, <laughs> and the village of Pewaukee, also out there on uh, Lake Pewaukee. And go to their famous, famous sausage festival. So we've been told uh, by all the people driving up there on the 16 um, or uh, State Road 16. How do you guys call it over here? Oh, okay, great. Uh, if you're on the 190 or the 164, uh, you're looking good. But once you head out of Sussex up to Menominee again and wrap around the 175 to the 145 over to Jackson via the 41 again, you finally hit that traffic. Uh, once you get up to Fond du Lac, or back over to Oshkosh, Obigosh, Menasha, Appleton, Little Chute, or the butthole of Wisconsin, uh, which is known as uh, Menasha. Uh, you'll find yourself perfectly fine, no gridlock to report. Who is this? Oh my god, hold on. There's more salt on these roads than on McDonald's french fries. Son of a bitch, hit that salt truck. Oh god, we're going down. Oh god, we're going down. They salted the blades. We're going into Lake Little Butt. 
sending it back to you, junkie. All right, Gary. Well, thanks. Uh, quite a dramatic way to end a traffic report again. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you for your, uh, your time and Sky Chopper 600. Uh, one thing I wanted to get into, I, I was going to deep dive again, going back to 1989 and uh, talking about some things like we, you know, just like a follow-up of last year. I think I want to kind of go through the, the anniversary, the decades. So 89, 99, 2009 on the next few uh, episodes until the end of the year, um, what we were missing out on, what Great things have happened, how far we've come. In 1989, we didn't know this. We didn't know that it was going to be the last full year of ALF. Anybody else watch that show? I love that show. Willie, I hate your cat. Lucky, or whatever his name was. Um, So who knew ALF would be the last guy around? We already talked last week about all the cool things that came out in 1989. But did you know that the liver transplant, I would have thought they would do those since like the 1899s. Um, and I did mention that <laughs> on last week's show, I think I might've said something about carrier pigeons being dead. And if you uh, are, you know, hunted to extinction, I don't know why I even mentioned that. But uh, if you go back a hundred years to 1889, uh, you can hear a good story right now on Wondery Business Wars. Wondery Business Wars is the people that uh, I turned Wiggins onto this. It's the people that brought us the Harley War or Biker Wars. It's a Harley Davidson versus Indian versus, um, well, the market in general. It was it was the last one right before the WWF one came out. So it's a couple. Uh, I think you have to go back about seven episodes to get into the Harley stuff. But it was a great. A uh, great start to one of America's uh, most iconic uh, motorcycle brands, and uh, talking about them in Indian, and it was a seven-part series, I think, really, really good. Um, I'm listening now. Went back to the uh, Hearst versus Hearst versus Pulitzer, Hearst versus Pulitzer, and Hearst actually still weirdly in the motorcycle realm. I think Hearst Publications are the ones that do like the. Uh, data books like for uh kbb and stuff like that or maybe not a uh, one of those two um anyway they used carrier pigeons there was a crazy if you think like uh you know getting into the spirit of spooky spokes if you think like true crime and spooky gory stuff was something that has only happened in the past few years because of podcasts all you got to do is go listen to the first couple episodes of their Hearst versus Pulitzer uh, ep- uh, series, and you'll learn that true crime was selling like hotcakes back at the turn of the century, 1887 uh, to 1889, I think is when this, um, this uh, what's it called, the little story takes place or starts to take place. One of the stories starts to take place about this murder that happened in Queens, and the newspapers are trying to get all the details, but of course they didn't have the internet. They didn't, they had newsies <clears throat> and carrier pigeons or passenger pigeons. Uh, they're one and the same, like a donut or like a peanut and a goober or a donut and a fat ring. Um, anyway, yeah, he was using those things to get, uh, like sketches from the courthouse to the, uh, print office. So, so they could print them up, took them two minutes. They were super fast. And, uh, Sadly extinct by 1914, <laughs> we had killed all the passenger pigeons shot literally out of the sky. Uh, and at one time, there were so many in the U.S., they looked like clouds. Uh, but anyway, yeah, check out Wondery. Check out Business Wars. It's really good. You'll like the um, Biker Wars ones, I think. Um, 
and liver transplants. I would have thought they would have been doing those way back in 1889, but nope. Um, so last thing I want to say, uh, I, I might have already mentioned the Patreon chat. We had a cool Patreon chat um, on Discord on Sunday since the other co-hosts have not been showing up. This my that's my William Shatner. Plus, I'm like choking. I'm going to take a drink on air. Or take a bong rip. You don't know which one that was. Um, so, yeah, they, we were talking, and Corey joined us. Uh, Corey and MotoGP, he snuck in there because he has illegal access somehow. Uh, but other patrons, if you want to st- st- come in and uh, yak with us, you can talk all about it. Uh, we talked about – we did a little bit of talking about Harley-Davidson and a little bit of talking about Wiggins and how Wiggins used to come over here. And, uh, like, currently it's 11.25 p.m., and this is just about the time Wiggins would have been leaving, even if he had showed up at like 5 p.m. <laughs> that day. So, uh, yeah, we used to just blab and blab and blab, motorcycle-related stuff. It's easy to talk for hours and hours on end when you like what you're talking about. Andy also mentioned that he has grown up with Wiggins, so he knows exactly what I'm talking about, where you start yapping and yapping and yapping, and it's easy to just go on forever, right? Um, when you, when you come over here and you like what you're talking about, you talk about it forever. But Corey, we got into this discussion. He's got a Grom. He's got an R1. He's got his 88, which is like a CRF 50, totally modified. Um, and he's got a Harley. I forget. I think he's got a, I think he's got a lowrider S cause I think he's got the, we were talking about that the uh, other day where he, uh, he's got the one with the dual shocks, right? When it was a Dyna. Um, and so he's like, I got one of everything. He's a pretty well-rounded sound. He might have a supermoto or something like that. I forget exactly what he's got, but he's a pretty well-rounded dude. And we got to talking about Harley Davidson's and I forget how I started even talking about him, but I think I was talking about my buddy, um, my buddy, Eric and I, when we, he got me into riding street bikes again after when I was a kid, I rode dirt bikes. And as an adult, when I got back into it is when I got into the street stuff and my buddy Eric was doing like Harley killers like you know and so my guy my one of my other friends from work also prided himself on his cool he had like a Norton Harley killer like a Norton 750 there was a lot of stuff that was uh back from the 70s that was gunning for Harley Davidson and the reason I didn't like Harleys at that time I just don't like the look of them and we got into that whole chat like for me it's a it's a look thing hell there's there's a lot of yamahas and suzukis i don't like i don't like the boulevard m109 i don't like you know half the the boulevards actually i don't like a lot of the vulcans i just don't like that look i hate the honda fury you know and I, there's a lot of hondas i hate too but it's just an aesthetic thing for me and so part of it was that i didn't see a bike that i liked now going back to the 70s and the xr750s that they flat tracked and road raced. Now those things were beautiful. Um, I did like the XR twelve hundred. I liked the V rod street rod. Uh, if you go look, the, if you look up street rod now, all it's gonna all it's gonna pop up is the new street. They probably uh, you have to do like a Bing search or something. Pardon me to go back and look up. I think it was like a two thousand six or seven uh, V rod street rod, and it had like the seat was up. You actually sat on it, not in it. Had rear proper rear sets. Uh, it wasn't like mid control like everything else, but it was like a V rod with rear sets, and it looked like a look. 
when I think about it, it looked cool. When I go and look at it again, it still had that V-Rod stretch. So I don't think it was very nimble in the corners. But at least I like these different style things because they didn't look quite like uh, a big, fat, chunky, what I consider like standard American motorcycle, standard cruiser, which I just don't like that aesthetic, right? So he's like, so you're one of the dudes that, that I already mentioned this because I had to take a drink. I was dying. So I don't know if I already mentioned that I've never actually ridden a Harley Davidson before. And yet I like to talk crap about them all the time. And I've sat on them before and I've seen them at shows and I've stood next to them and I farted on them and I've looked at them and I've oogled them. I mean, I do like the, what's it called? The, um, the, the, the street, the lowrider S. I do like the lower ass. I actually do like the streets. Um, but that was a slip, but I do like those. And I like the Roadster because it kind of looks like the cafe racers that I got into riding when I started riding on the street again as an adult. And so he was like, okay, you know, we started getting into this conversation where I was like, I really don't give him a fair chance. And you're right. I have never like ridden one, although I guess you could call the SCR 900 basically is like an 883 kind of ripoff, right? It's like a bolt with the scrambler set up on it. Um, it's really heavy pig and all that great jazz. So it's kind of, it's kind of like riding Yamaha's version of a Harley, but, um, yeah, knocking it without even giving it a chance without even having really been on one. So I actually have never met a motorcycle that I wouldn't ride either. I'll give everything a chance. What's going on? So many sounds in here tonight and I'm not even doing anything. So, this is kind of freaking me out. Anyway, I'm actually going to probably call it a short show here pretty soon because the other stuff I was going to talk about uh, will just take a little bit too long. But anyway, it was fun uh, chatting with Corey and uh, talking about Harley Davidson. So my goal is for this year to not be a schmuck, give Harley a chance. Um, you know what I should do too? Uh, this week on the show, I asked people... Uh, before we leave the show tonight, I asked people on our Facebook page, is there a part that's better than stock? Because uh, uh, as this kind of goes along with like crap talking a brand and knowing not knowing anything about it. Um, it kind of made me think about like how Wiggins is always like, you know, Yamaha sucks, blah, 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 blah for this. And uh, something, something sucks for this. And I'm like, I'm going to go and uh, fact check this show one day <laughs> just for my own personal because I've said some stuff like that too and I think it's entirely untrue the last bike I could think of with like transmission problems has been Honda's when it almost killed not only John McGinnis but Guy Martin and then uh in that same vein talking about what a great rider Guy Martin is he's never even won a freaking Isle of Man for which I think the one place he's famous for writing all the time, right? He's just a personality there. He even quit writing it. It was nothing in it for him. Uh, but anyways, um, so I had to know. I asked our I asked our Facebook group, and if you'd like to go check that stuff out, you can. I'm not going to post it anywhere else but Facebook. It's so easy to track. I'll never be able to track this on Instagram. Um, is there a part for your motorcycle that you swear is better than stock quality? Is there a part that you swap out immediately, even before your first oil change? Gaskets, titanium hardware, uh, the Knutson valve, the blinker fluid, what do you change? And I know without a doubt, uh, I was talking to Jay, and this is the banana, man. I did not know that she had changed the sprocket on the banana during the MPC this year. 
Uh, she had that big, huge tranny problem and like couldn't shift and this and that. Freaking trans sprocket coming off, coming undone. I had no idea that she had changed that baby or else that might have um, altered my line of questioning, right? So for her, it must be the trans sprockets. A lot of people go and change perfectly good mufflers. Um, a lot of people will go and change perfectly good lights. Uh, I mean, just because you're like, oh man, or change perfectly good oil or they won't change oil. My bike is a 2017. Here's what I'm wondering. How long has that oil been in there? I don't think they change the oil every, uh, three to six months with it just sitting on the floor. This oil that I have in it now is probably the OG oil from 2017. Yeah. It's been inside my crankcase. Um, but it's also been gelling there for three years unless they actually did an oil change. This thing has one mile on the odometer when I bought it, so I highly doubt they did an oil change on it. So, uh, But anyways, factory oil, fork oil, gears. Uh, uh, Jay's Harley is a huge example of this. She went out and got a new clutch basket kit for whatever reason. I have no idea. She got a new like stator for it because I don't know, because her clutch basket exploded. Like, everything she did to that bike uh, was because of something she did to it, right? So I'm just wondering, what is it? Why is it? And what is it that you feel like you absolutely necessarily have to change out for stock, uh, considering that engineers have poured hours and hours and hours of time into your motorcycle to make it run perfectly with what it has? So Corey, speaking of Corey, uh, chimes in with... Uh, it's gotta be tires for me. Stock tires are okay on some bikes, but most are too hard for mileage reasons and not traction, which is true. Uh, speaking of how Jay and I were talking, uh, quite a few episodes ago about, um, you know, tires only lasting you a thousand miles or whatever the hell the internet might claim. Uh, what about all those ones that are made to last you like, uh, at least 5,000 miles, if not 10,000 miles, um, and there's some that'll go 20, you know, depending. And Corey says for him, stock tires are hard for mileage. And that's true. Uh, if you're going to be racing, you're not going to be putting 10,000 miles on a tire, right? Uh, Brian Gosney, one of our NPC challenge riders said that if I had to pick a single part, the seat, and I agree with him, uh, from Bozozoku seats to tractor style seats to saddles, which, uh, kind of comes from the actual horse style saddle, I would have to say the seat would be uh, one of the best investments, cheapest investments that you can make for overall comfort. You can spend thousands of bucks on your stupid suspension and all this other jazz, uh, or a couple, a few hundred on a seat, and it'll actually work wonders on what you're actually feeling it with, where the suspension might be harsh when you go over bumps, sure, but you get a nice plush seat, you'll never notice that stuff. My seat on my SCR, like bedrock. It's worse than the homemade seat on Spamala that I made just for tooling around and, and race uh, <laughs> tracks on. Um, Lawrence Opio, who was one of the very first roast my bike uh, people, says, brake lines. Um... That's an interesting one. I'm, I'm guessing he goes to braided steel because uh, most rubber brake lines that come stock on your bikes, there's fluid in there. And if you ever, and it's not a huge amount, but it does. If you, if you ever go pinch your garden hose while it's turned on, you'll see that it bulges a little bit as the water backs up in there, right? And that's kind of what happens to your brake lines. They, 
they uh, they bulge just a little bit. I mean, I guess eventually over the years they can lose their rigidity and bulge a lot. You don't get brake pressure, and you squeeze the lever, and instead of uh, the brake fluid pushing down and closing the pistons in the caliper, what happens is it gives minimal amount of resistance, and then since the hose is so flimsy, the whole hose bulges instead of the brake fluid pushing down, so you get like a spongy brake feel or like a super weak brake feel. So braided brake lines I could see, but first thing out of the box, that's kind of interesting to me. I thought that was uh, kind of a good answer. Uh, Marcus Johnson from the uh, Stretch from the Stock is, is for Squares podcast said, Stock parts are for squares. Upgrade everything. <laughs> and to end it out, Chris Singsheim says, How long can I make the list? LOL. And I say you can't make it longer than the number of parts on your bike because then you're just adding shit. But Chris Singsheim is a prime example of uh, make, uh, taking everything, even like the bolts and putting titanium in to save weight. Uh, if you're if you're uh, familiar with Cheap Trick, I don't know if he even still calls his bike Cheap Trick anymore. But yeah, that guy, there ain't a stock piece on his bikes. And if there is, it's been modified. So... Uh, yeah. And with that, I think my, my voice is, uh, as you heard, I've almost died 73 times on the show tonight and I think I'm out of here. Um, I'm going to cut the show short this week. Uh, please like, and subscribe. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, um, tune in. We're in tune in. Can you believe that? And then wherever scrapes from those places. So like, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, uh, Dogbean, um, Fred Loops, uh, 100 PSI Tank, um, Blue Point Husky Craftsman Cast, I don't know, whatever. Uh, check us out anywhere you can. Please submit a Spooky Spokes. Spooky Spokes is coming up. The deadline is October 23rd. It's our annual submission. Go on a spooky ride. Or submit a spooky story about something that happened to you. It doesn't have to be ghost related. It could be crazy animal related. Did you get uh, hit by it? And it doesn't have to happen in October for Pete's sake. It can happen anytime, right? Did you get hit by a deer in the middle of a trail over the summer and get stuck out in the middle of the wilderness alone and it was spooky because you didn't know if you were going to get help and make it? Um, did you go for a ride up at Holy Hill? Somebody sent me some pictures of Holy Hill. That was like one of Chris Singson's very first submissions, the first year of Spooky Spokes, and it sounded creepy. And a dude sent me some pictures from the daytime, and it was creepy in the daytime. So, yeah, that would that's a creepy, spooky thing just to even ride through there. Uh, go find a mystery, some sort of mystery in your area, uh, local, you know, sort of like get inspired by Miranda from Ghost uh, Biker Explorations and go run down the local history in your town. Maybe there's something spooky that's happened. But at any rate, submit a spooky spoke to us, please, at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, listen for the AIM report that's going to be coming up. And if you haven't yet, go watch Night Riders. Uh, the boys from Nokomoto are doing a movie. Listen along to it. And it is one of the best motorcycle movies I've ever seen, um, besides On Any Sunday and Dust of Glory. Um, please leave us a review wherever you hear us. I've mentioned a few places that we list ourselves. So the price of uh, your admission is that we do this for free unless you're a Patreon supporter. And in that case, you're getting stuff back as well. Um, we'll try to have some merchandise. We have some crappy stuff up on Zazzle. 
Um, so if you buy something from Zazzle, leave a review. If you listen to us on uh, your favorite pod service, leave a review. And email us, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. You can always also call us at 740-263-5632858. Or, Leave us a voicemail. Um, all right, everybody. One last final edit. I'm going to try and make this one uh, quick. All right. We had a request when I was talking to Corey about uh, doing bringing back something we used to do on the old shows, which was... Uh, some Instagram shout-outs to give you guys some new people to follow, maybe some new interesting stuff to look at. And so I got a couple for you. I think I'm going to do like three or four. And uh, we'll figure out how to do Word of the Week and all that stuff uh, as well, but just like a single host show uh, for the time being. So the first Instagram that I'm going to tell you is Classified Moto, all one word. You may know these guys because I believe they're the ones that built the, yeah, they are. They're the ones that built the Walking Dead bikes. And uh, they got a lot of cool stuff, moto build, um, cool ideas, cool bikes on their site. And they always look like they're having a lot of fun. Classified Moto, all one word. Uh, the other other person I would direct you toward is a person named Rebecca Propy. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, she's an artist and painter from Toronto, Montreal. Uh, has some really cool self-portraits and some portraits of uh, girls on bikes and stuff like that. I dig her artwork. It really reminds me of a lot of the cool stuff I really liked from album covers and stuff like that. And she also rides an SR250. So, dude, it doesn't get much better than that. The next person I'm going to send you to is also another artist. Does really cool stuff with peanuts. Is Steve Casino. Oh, I'm sorry. And let me spell Rebecca's name for you because it's, uh, I'm not sure if it's prop, propy, prop. It's Rebecca, how you think Rebecca is spelled. And her last name is P-R-O-P-P-E. Uh, it's all one word. And check her out on Instagram. Next person also, I believe, is one word. It's uh, Steve Casino, and I follow this guy. Uh, he makes stuff out of peanuts. It is. He does, like, I don't know. His stuff is pretty dang amazing. Um, Steve Casino is... Yeah, just Steve Casino, all one word. Steve, C-A-S-I-N-O. Steve Casino. He makes uh, stuff with peanuts, uh, old shaving cans, sodas cans, stuff like that. It's really fun. And the last person that I think I'll just do a random here, SoCal Supermoto. SoCal Supermoto always posting some really fun stuff. They offer classes for new writers and stuff like that here in SoCal. And uh, they're really good Instagram to follow. They always do a lot of cool, fun stuff. A lot of people tag them because they're constantly uh, having fun out there, learning new stuff. Uh, with that, I'm going to sign off. And everybody, check your gear for Brown Widows. We have a ton of Brown Widows here. I have not seen a Black Widow in about three years. But I've, we have Brown Widows all over my house. And check your gear for that. I never leave my welding gloves sitting out. And I sure as hell don't leave my gloves or boots or helmets kicking it out where they can get. I have all that stuff like locked away in a cabinet where they can go in and get in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check your gear before you slap it on your head. And enjoy the last. I know it's probably going to start raining in some places and getting cold or here pretty soon soon enjoy the last vestiges of summer and with that peace and grease and 